The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan debt. I'm so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Welcome to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and joining me on today's show is Craig Konstantinovich. We are both certified financial planners. Uh, Craig, we talk a lot about business ownership over the, the years, time. all the time, all the time. Very important part of someone's financial plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one specific type of ownership we really didn't go into detail with, and that's what we're going to do today. And that is someone who is a franchisee, yeah. someone who's a part of a franchise, owns a franchise as their own business. And today we have a guest, Brian Clark. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. So Brian, you have a couple. You're you're very experienced. You have a couple <laughs> uh, franchises, uh, coast to coast almost. If yeah. Ohio was actually on the coast, maybe one day. But sure. uh, you have you have a franchise. I made that mistake once that I lived on the East Coast, and people <laughs> right. kind of laughed. Right. But right. I'm from the West Coast. So there you go. That's all there relative. <laughs> so you started out in Portland, correct? That's right. Uh, grew up on the West Coast, Oregon, and California, San Francisco. Why right. business owner? Why did I go? You know, I mean, I think that it's. What everybody wants that flexible schedule they want to be able to build something that they can then have a return on that's exponentially greater than the effort they're putting into it eventually and so you know when i started um kind of looking at well well honestly like if you want to know how i ended up in franchising is that yeah so basically i went through a divorce while i was living in san francisco and it was kind of more serendipitous a friend of mine was a franchisor for a company called fleet clean which is what i have in portland and also had in dallas and um he actually needed some help with something as i was getting ready to leave san francisco and ended up kind of just getting my foot in the door in in that respect nice and and with the uh the fleet clean it's a uh business service where you provide uh cleaning of vehicles for people who have fleets, yeah. correct? Yeah, everyone from FedEx, garbage right. trucks, you know, you know, school buses, anybody that has a large fleet of vehicles, they contract us to send guys out to wash mobily on site for them. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And then here locally in, in Columbus, you uh, you own Spenga, uh, which is a b- boutique fitness studio, correct? Absolutely. Spenga Fitness, Spenga uh, Hilliard, correct? Just, yeah, Spenga Hilliard. Uh, they're in Hilliard Square. It's uh, an hour concept where we do 20 minutes of spin to start off with and then we move into 20 minutes of strength and finish up with 20 minutes of yoga you come in for an hour you knock it all out at once and it's a great holistic kind of low impact version to to really uh you know hone in on a more of a holistic uh, experience very nice yeah it's great as a fellow fitness enthusiast yeah i can appreciate that <laughs> um but as you were kind of getting started i mean you know it sounds like some of these opportunities just kind of fell into your lap but how did you determine, okay, well, this this first franchise opportunity seems great. Yeah. How do you expand to that next one, or, or how did you go about picking the, the path you wanted to go down? Yeah, the first one was more serendipitous, right? Yeah. So um, I was, as I mentioned, kind of got my foot in the door. My friend who was the franchisor had an opportunity in Dallas. He'd already started the company, mm-hmm. and he didn't have the opportunity to grow it himself, and so he offered to franchise it to me. So I basically packed my bags. I moved to Dallas. And I grew that location for five years. And then when I sold it, I, in the meantime, opened up the location in Portland. Mm-hmm. But when I sold that, 
I decided I wanted to do something I really enjoyed. And yeah. that's where I actually then, it was not serendipitous. I went through a big process to find Spanga, which, you know, no no offense to uh, to Fleet Clean. It's, it's a <laughs> right. great brand. And honestly, yeah. it's a great cash cow. Right. But it is not something that I wake up excited to do every day. Yeah. Uh, where Spanga is the opposite of that. That's fantastic. So, but with, with Fleet Clean, did you have any due diligence or is it more based on trust of your friend saying, yes, yeah. this is a good opportunity? Absolutely. So, yeah, okay. the first time I stumbled my way through it, guys, right. you know, I yep. mean, I trusted my my friend and as I look back like I signed off on things that I, I shouldn't have you know <laughs> like, I literally like packed my bags and moved there like after a week and I took over this business mm -hmm. um, and it paid off in dividends but you know when I when I started that process with with Spanga like I I went to what's called the discovery day so the first step well after you've you've kind of figured out which concept you want to do is you um, basically have calls uh, with with a, a representative of the of the company mm -hmm. and once you get to a point, you go through uh, what's called a franchise disclosure document. You know, franchises are heavy, heavily regulated. And so you have to go through, you know, hundreds of pages of documentation mm -hmm. um, and disclosure. And then once you get past that point and you feel like it's beneficial on both sides of the table, they invite you to come do what's called a discovery day. So you actually spend a few days on site with the owners or with the founders so behind the curtain and see really what what yes. goes on for the day-to-day -day operations because it's really a partnership a franchise right? right you're not just buying their concept and running off and saying hey see you in 10 years no it's you're going to be working together hand in hand quite mm -hmm. a bit and so you go out and you explore and you sit down and you meet uh with a franchise or in person for several days yeah so, so, go ahead. so outside of the actual businesses themselves i mean you said hey you're going through financial disclosures you're trying to get an understanding of everything what were some of the big differences between what you signed up for with Fleet Clean versus what you're doing now with Spanga? Yeah. So, you know, one is they were both fairly new concepts. Mm -hmm. uh, for Fleet Clean, I was like franchisee number three, I think. Okay. Spanga is still relatively new in the grand scheme of things, but I think probably like 40-ish, number gotcha. 40. Um, so to be, to be all in all fairness, both of them were still kind of figuring things out a little mm -hmm. bit. However, I knew for the second round to really how to analyze those financials and really look at territory protection. And, you know, I, when I went to Dallas, like I had no idea what I was what I was protected and what I wasn't protected for. And so just really learning how to dial in on those sorts of protections and, you know, what does the marketing look like? I mean, there's so many facets of this disclosure document mm -hmm. that are really important to know. And I mean, I feel like maybe we could step back and talk a little bit about how you even start the process. That, that's yeah. where I was going to go. Yeah. yeah. Is there a company or somebody that can assist you to say, hey, I'm interested in starting a franchise? Is that what you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can literally go online and start Googling. There are websites, it's, you know, kind of like Google's or search engines for franchises, right? You can mm -hmm. go on and you can start putting in keywords. You know, do you want it to be in fitness? Do you want it to be in the restaurant, the bar industry, you know, you, whatever your passion is. That's one route is to just basically do the research on your own. Another route is to actually get what's called a franchise consultant. And they're someone that is basically liaison between the franchisor and you. And they figure out what you want and what are your goals. And also how much can you invest? Which, right. you know, if you start researching, you'll find concepts you can get into for $50,000 or less. 
you know, versus a Spanga where you're doing a huge construction build out, there's a lot more financial investment. So they're basically going to kind of take a look and what are you capable of? Mm-hmm. What's your experience, right? Are you coming from the restaurant industry? Do you have the man? Like there's so many different things that right. a particular franchise or is going to need from a franchisee to, to make a good marriage. Right. Because they, they don't want failure either. Because they Absolutely. Have a brand no, failure, recognition. Right. Yeah. Because they have to option. disclose that. Yes. And once a franchise concept has a failure, that's a big red flag for a lot of people right mm. they there's there's always a risk but they want to feel like hey there's less risk going into this concept and, and i think that's one of the appealing pieces of a franchise versus you know just a single ownership is that you already know that this model has worked at least so many times you know that's that's one of the disclosure pieces as well yep where what's the demographic where this has worked and and you know what how many times has it been able to work and to what level of success yeah absolutely and I know we're we're coming up here quickly on a break, but you know, as I kind of sit here and think about, it, I mean, we, there's been a couple times where we've had you know franchise opportunities brought across our table, everything else, and it's like you said, finding your passion in it. But on the other side, did you kind of know that you had some additional support outside of just hey the brand that they're producing? But did you have contacts and other people you could work with? Right, and 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 that's a huge part of it. Is right is you're not just going into this blind when when you're tackling something like a Spanga that has a huge construction build out, has a huge marketing presence. It's, you know, we were the first Spanga, we are the first Spanga in the Columbus area. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, like, you know, trying to figure out all of that on your own is very different from the, having somebody that already has an architect that's ready to lay out, the, that actually knows you, to, that is able to tell you if the spot is even gonna work for a Spanga, right? Right. right? And so it's really piece by piece, they're able to gear, guide you into success, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, we're coming up on another break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation and talking to a business franchise owner. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. And in today's show, we're talking about franchise ownership uh, the, from the franchisee perspective. And we have a guest today. Brian Clark, who has owned multiple franchises. Uh, first segment, we talked about just the selection process, but even during that selection process, how much support do you get from the franchisor? Do they support you in location yeah. or like you mentioned, the build out, cost of the build out? Do you get the, that kind of support? Absolutely. So first it starts with the territory, right? So when I was looking at Columbus, they broke it down by demographic region. So they're going to identify where our demographic is. So is that in Upper Arlington or is that in Dublin? You know, they're gonna basically say, here are different quadrants that you can pick from or different segments. So they start off there. And then once you pick the territory that you want or territories that you want, then they will do everything from, if you need a broker to come help you, they were they provided a broker that was local broker, but was a part of a referral network. So then I uh, met up with them, and then they took me out to sites that met the, the, the requirements that Spanga needed, right? We need a certain square footage. It has to be from 3,600 to 45, you know, for example. It has to have so much HVAC. It has to be, you know, there's so many different criteria mm-hmm. that maybe if you're just going this on your own, you wouldn't, wouldn't know to look for. I wouldn't know how much HVAC I would need, <laughs> right. you right. know, which is way more than a normal space would. And so they really hold your hand and lay a lot of that groundwork for you. So it's not just guessing. And then they actually even help with a negotiation process on that space. And then they do it. You know, they, they help every step of the way, Excellent. honestly. Now, 
you, you had mentioned, you know, in the break here that there were some opportunities that you had ruled out was maybe a lack of support, a reason why you would have ruled some of those opportunities out or, or how'd you come up with that criteria as well? Yeah, when I so when I sold my my location in Dallas, um, I really wanted to do something that that I wanted to enjoy. Like my biggest fear, and a lot of business owners can probably empathize with this, but my biggest fear with my Dallas business was if my management team walked, mm -hmm. I'm left holding the bag and right. I have to step in. And so I wanted something that if I have to step in, I'm not going to be wanting to, you know, <laughs> run the other way. And right. so a big part of it was more personal. But mm -hmm. yeah, support is important. You know, and that's one thing, even with Spanga, you know, they have sold over 300 locations and there, there is a small team of support and they need to grow that quickly to be able to meet the demand from all the franchisees. And so that's something that I was asking and hammering them with questions in the beginning is like, how are you going to grow to meet, you mm -hmm. know, 150 franchisees needs? And Excellent. so, absolutely. With, with, you mentioned earlier about the exclusive rights to a territory yeah. or region. And that's what is, so for maybe a newer franchisor, they ha those opportunities are upon you. Do you know if any established franchise uh, models even allow that for a regional? Yeah, it really depends on, uh, you know, which concept, but most of them do offer some sort of protection, right? The mm -hmm. last thing you want to do is go open up something and then Excellent. a year or two year later, they open up something two blocks away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that generally, from my experience, that's generally part of the agreement is they're not going to. Now, mind you, I have seen concepts where the franchisor has the right to come in and basically do whatever they want. And mm -hmm. sometimes you're signing away some of those rights, honestly. And that's something you need to be careful about. And if you can negotiate, try to negotiate with them. And have an attorney review. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so depending on the concept, they may or may not allow negotiation. Some of them are very oh, like, really? this is, yeah. you take it or leave it. Wow. You know, it depends on how desperate they are <laughs> right. wanting, wanting franchisees, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so Stephen mentioned attorneys, but as you were kind of getting this going, you know, what did your support team look like outside of maybe the franchise or what did you personally have to take a look at to say, man, I really need to find this, this or this. And did you have ready access to that? Yeah. So I guess a couple one, you mentioned attorneys, right? Mm -hmm. Having somebody that has the, the set of mind to go in and really evaluate because Sometimes you can get excited. It can be an ex here's the thing. Sometimes they wine and dine you. You know, oh, I mean, they're selling, right? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. 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 So it's when I flew to Chicago, we stayed yeah. in a great hotel, wine and, and steak dinners. Like it was amazing, right? right? You don't oh, want to yeah. leave. You're so hyped up. up. Oh, yeah. You're like, I'll sign whatever you want, right? But you know, that you have to really make sure that you're protecting yourself, that it's not all just done in a blur of, of wine and mm -hmm. uh, and steak. And so yeah, also banks, right? If mm -hmm. you're gonna be getting any financial support, you need to have a great relationship with bank and so i already had a, a long-standing relationship because of my other businesses so i was able to do that quite smoothly but if you don't have that you'll need to explore that as well that pre-approval process and accountant right yeah. and all that stuff and what other things setting up the business right so again first one you had that support but as far as setting up uh staffing needs and training how do you is that coming from the franchise or is that where you take over now, honestly, everything, every step of the way, because they want to make sure that, like, just like McDonald's, right? Everybody knows when you walk into McDonald's, it's going to be the same no matter where in the country or the world, really, with mm -hmm. some small variations. And any franchisee, that's what they franchisor, that's what they want. They want consistency, and so they want to make sure from from the staffing to the stuff you're selling. Like if you're selling retail, you know, we can only choose from a select number of products. Um, whether it's a bottle of water, literally, like it has to be a certain brand or a, an article of clothing, like right. everything, every detail. And that's where, honestly, as a franchisee, you have to be willing to let go of some things. Yeah, I've seen franchisees go rogue 
and because they think that they might have uh, a better idea. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But honestly, like to me, I'm like the people that started this concept have already proven that it works, and they have way more experience than I do. And I, I just have to to follow their lead and trust that it's going to work. So even in those instances, let's say you do find something where, let's say, you know, knowing Spanga and it's you know a a uh, fitness driven business. Let's say you find a new energy drink or you know fitness water or something like that do you have an opportunity to at least present that to spanger or do you just nope i've got to blindly follow them at that point absolutely so yeah so this i don't know if it's because it's a younger uh, network you know i don't know if mcdonald's would be the same way <laughs> right uh, or subway not not messing with Coke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know i mean the, my my corporate background before this was starbucks right and mm-hmm. so they always talk about how the frappuccino was invented from a barista right they were just fooling around and you know that is now a multi-billion dollar and just part of their business i would guess but yeah so spanga is the same way if you come up with a great idea they're willing to listen they're three co-founders and they're honestly fantastic if you have an idea, they will definitely hear you out. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. The and, and even going into that a little bit deeper, um, you mentioned about being able to let go. So there's certainly a kind of business owner. If you're wanting to be hands-on, that needs to be – you have to be forthright with yourself and say this might not be a good idea and where, versus solo ownership. Absolutely. Or you could call the shots because I've encountered uh, people who had franchises and they – they got into squabbles with the with the franchisor over their ideas versus the the corporate ideas. Yeah, and the franchisor will probably win because <laughs> you know it's, they're building these these agreements to favor them, right? And and they mm-hmm. need that, right? They need they once again they have to have that consistency. Uh, it's funny though the uh, the franchisor for the fleet clean business um, it used to, it was a good friend of mine. And he joked he could never be a franchisee. He right. could not handle that <laughs> right. sort of control, yeah. right? So it just, really, you have to uh, you have to be able to play by their rules. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Did did the uh, they uh, counsel you on proper insurance too? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So like literally, I mean, you know, every, every a franchise um, I assume is going to have their opportunities, right? But yes, they were there to take you like every step of the way, pretty much a checklist. Hey, when you're at this point in the process, you know, when construction has started. What do you need to be doing? You know, what are you looking for when your construction is complete? You know, grand openings, you know, all those different things that need to be lined up and ready to go. And you're looking down the road and knowing, hey, in two weeks and a month, this is what needs to happen. And that's that's the benefit of one of the benefits of a franchise is they've already been there and done that. And they're going to share that wealth of knowledge with you. Yeah. Excellent. And then and then uh, before we close up here in this segment, um, you mentioned consistency, which McDonald's is the classic consistent. Yeah. So with your studio, with Spanga, people, uh, members can, when they travel, can visit any studio and they can expect the same experience. They would, yes, we would hope to. With a newer brand like this, you would definitely, you know, hope that we're going to eventually be there if we're not there already. But yeah, you know, they have parameters that we go by to make sure that the sessions are the same no matter where you go. That's fantastic. Well, we're coming up on another break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion about franchise ownership and, and management. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and on today's show, Craig Konstantinovich. We are both certified financial planners. And guest appearance, Brian Clark, who's telling us about his experience in the franchise industry. 
Before we go back to that conversation, uh, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Managing to Be Wealthy, you can visit us at managingtobewealthy.com, information there on how to contact us. Um, while we're at it, Brian, tell us a little bit about Spanga here in Columbus. Yeah, absolutely. So we opened our, our first location over in Hilliard Square. Um, it's 20 minutes of spin to start off with, 20 minutes of strength, and then you finish up with 20 minutes of yoga. So you come in for one hour, you get all three at once. It's a high energy, great music, great instructors, and it's modifiable for really anybody, any age, any place in your fitness journey. Um, and you can give us a call. We would love to have you in for a free session, 614-363-2722 or uh, Spenga Hilliard. Um, just go to Spenga.com. And there. I will <laughs> speak from experience. I've been through a couple sessions, very challenging. Yeah, but, yeah. And you go, as you said, you go at your own desire, Get your own level. Right? Yeah, yeah, your yeah, own yeah. level, as far as you want to push it to pass out, such as myself, <laughs> or, <laughs> which I avoided barely. I was going to um, say, knowing, uh, knowing your wife there, Stephen, I'm sure she was giving you a little exactly, bit of a, an egg <laughs> on to keep exactly. it going. Yes. And uh, I think it's a great concept, and especially the yoga aspect, right? That's a yeah. new, it's, yes. it's becoming more and more popular in, in uh, today's society which I think is very beneficial. From, yeah, we try to take a, a more holistic approach. So it's lower impact, right? Spinning is lower impact than running. And mm -hmm. then you're going to that strength training, which is so important no matter how old you are. And then you finish up with that, that flexibility component in yoga. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, it's, I, I, I honestly go every day. I'm not even joking. Like I'm literally there. I'm going to go right after this, actually. You're not only an owner, you're a member. 100%. 100%. I was going to say, I have to change up my 5 o'clock workout routines now. Yeah. Where, do you, where do you go from here? Spango where? Spango, oh, well, you know, well, you know I, I, don't wanna, I don't want to say too much, but we're in the middle okay. of negotiating number two nice. right now. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Good luck. But uh, we'll be opening up several here in the Columbus That's area. That's the objective and the goal, yes. obviously. Yeah, I'm an area developer is what mm -hmm. it's called. So I've actually already agreed to do several locations. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So how do you start to find those locations? So you had said, hey, I get some support from the franchisors as well. Are they giving you the data to identify the areas, or are you being in the area giving them feedback to find that location? So they're actually providing the data. I think today, in today's day and age where you know age and income and so many other factors are available, um, they're able to, to – I, I send them a location, and they pinpoint it, and they can do a like a five-minute radius, a 10-minute drive time. You know, our key demographic is going to live within 10 minutes. It's going to come from a, a home that has at least $75,000 worth of income. And so we want to identify the areas that are going to have the majority of, of that sort of demographic. And so they're able to say, yes, this is how many you will have within this this 10-minute drive time right here. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, as as a Hilliard person my entire <laughs> life, oh, really? I would tell you that I would have never expected that Hilliard Square would have been a gym location, but here we are. So uh, glad to hear that it's yeah, getting yeah. a little bit of a revitalization because outside of Kroger in the library, wasn't really much else going you on there. You got to come for this banger. That's, that's <laughs> where it's at. But, but okay, so how do you determine? Is it uh, the support of slow expansions versus rapid expansion? Is that on you or is that a little bit of both support and uh, – like, what if you say no? Could so, they come over and say, well, we're going to do it anyway? Well, so I I basically signed an agreement that says within five years, I will open X number of locations. Okay. So they can hold me to that. The pace at which I do it within those five years is up to me. Okay. So, you know, I'm dipping my toe in. I wanted mm -hmm. to prove the concept here in Columbus with this one location. And even though we opened up in the middle of COVID, right? With, I was going to go there. Crazy, <laughs> crazy, like right now, we're opting to, you know, to reduce capacity. And we have a lot of extra measures in place to protect everybody. Um, you know, it's still, I still want, we're still doing very well. You know, mm -hmm. we're growing. We add, we've added 50 members uh, this month and we added over 50 last month and we're seeing great growth as, as things are getting better people are even becoming more and more interested as well 
Where, where, so again, going COVID, how how long how long in the process were you when you opened? Oh yeah, like so months. Uh, well, I signed the lease in December, and wow. COVID hit in March. Wow. So we had already we broke we basically started construction in January, mm-hmm. and then it hit just two months later. So uh, that was that. Those were some sleepless nights there for yeah. a minute. I'm sure. But you know, the, once again, the franchise there or was there to help figure out a plan, right? They already had you know, about 30, 40 open studios who had a very different ball game they were playing at the time, right? right. I was just under mm-hmm. construction, but they had members right. and they were trying to figure out what to do. So we really got a lot of support uh, to help us figure out how to work. We, we were in what's called pre-sales, which is where you're selling memberships even before you open. Mm-hmm. And so they basically helped strategize on how how to handle that, yeah. when we should try to open, because we actually ended up delaying it about a month and, and a half. And the layout of the studio and any changes, you had to change everything, right? Yeah, well, yes. So, I mean, we had, and every state's different, right? So right. this, mm-hmm. Spanga's in, I don't know, 20, 30 states across the country, and Ohio is unique, right? right. So we were under different mandates than California, who yep. literally, they were dragging their equipment out every every day outside to work out outside. Wow. So we didn't have to do that, which <laughs> yeah. was nice, and couldn't have. I was going to say, <laughs> was doing okay. that in Ohio winter, <laughs> yeah. probably not desirable. <laughs> it would have just been me. There Did you, you sponsor some outdoor uh, events at all? We've done, you know, we've done some local, more Hilliard stuff, You're some right. local yoga events. Um, yeah, I mean, we try to, we try to, we well, we were involved in a bunch of like the Flanagan's race and um, a bunch of things that all got canceled. So mm-hmm. we we mm-hmm. did what we could. We're looking forward to the day when when uh, things are back to normal, and we can actually be more involved. So obviously, knowing that we're here in COVID, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, you know now what you're capable of, but are you prepared for rapid expansion if all of a sudden you know the guards are lifted and the floodgates are open at that point? Do you have kind of a game plan in place for that? Yeah. Uh, so with the with the single studio, I mean, with that will also come more capacity. Mm-hmm. So we should, you know, honestly, as as happy as I am with the growth, even with COVID, we're still behind where I originally projected. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just people weren't wanting to come to an indoor space. Right. Um, and so, yes, we are prepared. We're ready. You know, we have succession plans in place to make sure we have the staff that we're going to need. Um, and then as far as multiple units, you know, that doesn't really change too much. Although I know. I've heard that the franchisor is giving a little bit of flexibility, right? We've lost some time, right. and so that five-year mark may be a reset. little bit more flexible. Yeah, reset yeah. a little bit. And yeah. that's right. understandable, obviously. Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and it, cool who's going to argue with that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so even on that side of things, too, I mean, getting into this, like you had mentioned earlier, there's you know sometimes some capital that is involved. I mean, did they even go so far as to kind of outline like how frequent possible rebranding or, or re-imaging may happen or – is that built into your projections at all? Relating specifically to COVID? Uh, I'm <clears throat> specifically to the business itself. Like, for instance, Shh. you know, like a McDonald's. Oh, when sure. When they go and get revamped, you know, sometimes see, that's yeah. a 10-year window before right. you actually are up yes. to have that revamped. And there's another piece that's in our franchise agreement mm-hmm. that says, you know, we have to basically adhere to any updates and upgrades within within the parameters of, of the agreement. So, yes. So, there are times... There's a timetable that's set that says, hey, at this point, we may ask for a renovation or for an update or refresh. Absolutely. Gotcha. And that's, once again, another thing that you have to comply with. And you, even with McDonald's or, or Wendy's or whoever, they get pushback sometimes. You'll, I've heard of, you know, actually one of my good friends was a Domino's. He, Domino's was headquartered in Dallas, and mm-hmm. he worked with the franchisees. And he would 
he would want he would moan. He was going to say a, a bad word there anyway. He would he would complain about the franchisees that would not remodel right. their dominoes. Right. Mm-hmm. It was it was something that was a, a, a was an area a of contention. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, but do you have so to keep everybody on the same page? Do you have like a corporate call where all the franchisees call in and there's sort of a big picture? Sure. So we have this actually started because of COVID. Uh, we started having uh, calls every two weeks, and it's basically just an update on what's going on. You know, things were changing so quickly; it was really needed, and I think that that will now continue. People really seem to like that. Right, it keeps everybody talking. on the same page. What's the vision, progress reports, and exactly. so forth? That, that is good. So, yeah. well, we're coming up on another break here, and we come back from the final segment. We'll get some closing thoughts, maybe succession plan, out clauses if things don't look good, right? The, the <laughs> nuclear option, possibly. Um, we'll go over all those options and uh, discussions. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan. Today, we're talking franchise models, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. Thankfully, we have a really good experience Brian Clark, who is the owner of Spenga and Hilliard, a fitness, boutique fitness studio, and out west in Portland, Fleet Clean. Um, how did you decide between active management and sort of, obviously being in Ohio, you're not actively managing Fleet Clean, correct? <laughs> <laughs> so how do you decide between, okay, I can let this one go yeah. and operate it? Yeah, well, the goal, I mean, I guess... I had a management, uh, kind of a management background coming from Starbucks and a couple of other companies. And I just knew, you know, in order to really expand, you have to be able to have a good team in place to, to take over and to run. And I had no, especially, I mean, no offense to the truck washing, right? Uh, it's, it's a good job, but I didn't want to be out washing trucks all day. And also, you cannot grow a business. Like, you're only one person. You can't be out washing 1,000 trucks a day. Mm-hmm. And so I just knew that in order for me to meet the financial goals that I had, as well as the personal goals, not to be out washing trucks all day, that I had to have a great team. And that, I mean, that's crucial, I think, you know, no matter what business you're running. That's one thing I see franchisees struggle with on both brands is they don't know. There's some obstacle about investing and stepping away. Yep. Like I was just having a conversation with a franchisee that's there seven days a week. And you cannot grow the brand like you should or need to if you're inundated with the day-to-day operations. There's just, I mean, maybe some people can. I couldn't do that. Yeah. And so you have to invest in that team. And that's exactly what, what I did in both places. Right. And it might be specific to what industry you're in, right? Sure. Versus the restaurant versus bar. You mentioned uh, you know, fitness studios or, or hotel change, whatever it might be. Obviously, it depends. But yeah, does somebody want to be there seven days a week, 24-7? That's a right. lot to ask. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, I guess if it's your pot, your passion project and you want to be, then that's one. If you're only going to have one right. Spanga and you want to be there five days a week, that's great. That's <laughs> actually an awesome opportunity. But yeah. me, that was never the goal. Mm-hmm. And so when I hired my a GM actually for the Hilliard location, she came uh, to me previously as regional director. And so the goal was she's hoping, helping open number one and then she's going to step up as we grow and then oversee all the locations here. So is that kind of where it started was finding that GM and then finding more, uh, using the word loyal, people that will continue to grow the brand that that matches your vision? Or or how do you start kind of building out that hierarchy? 
Yeah, it's to me, it's more of a focus on the that that key position, which is the general manager, or eventually going to be the regional manager. So to me, like that. That's going to be my direct contact as we grow. She's my main contact now. And as we grow and we open up location two through seven, she is going to be the one that is going to be doing all that hiring and training. So it's putting a lot of faith into her to really Mm -hmm. build that team. I mean, I'm there by her side. Sure. But really putting that trust into her to do that. And Excellent. looking for someone that has that experience and background. I wouldn't just bring in your aunt, your aunt Sally, and be right. like, "Hey, can you right. grow this team for me?" I may like, be yeah. a great financial planner, but I am not necessarily <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a GM for Spain, exactly. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then I'm gonna. Um, you can tell me if I'm asking too detail of a question, but in regards to a succession plan, yeah. So fast forward, we'll say 20 years from now, and it's time for Brian to retire. He's done. Do the franchisors map out succession plans? So if I wanted to sell off, sell out, yeah. or just retire, or whatever, yeah. So with so with my Fleet Clean location in Dallas, that's what I did, right? Okay. I, I exited, and so there, yeah, you have to go. So the franchisor still plays a big role, right? Mm-hmm. So when I sold the um, Dallas location, I was lucky. I had I think I originally had eight offers come across my table, and but the franchisor gets to be part of that vetting process, okay? Because once again, they are going to be partnering up mm-hmm. with whoever buys your business, right? So you do want to think about that because in the in the bigger picture, they're also going to be you know having a say and even in exiting. Yeah, you know? and I think that's big because a lot of times uh, think about families. Uh, you know, mom and dad own a, a franchise and they want to give it to Junior mm-hmm. and Junior might not be a good fit. Yeah. Right? He may not be fit. To, so <laughs> that's part of the consideration, obviously. Right. Even Absolutely. It's, and it's unfortunate. What if it's a successful, very profitable franchise? So that's a big uh, factor in, in determining what kind of franchise you're, you're going to be selecting there. Um, but that's just something I think is very important for any business owner's succession sure. planning. How about out clauses? Is there a clause in there for, um, a, I called it a nuclear option from both sides. <laughs> like if I were to like just want to run off. Right. <laughs> yeah. what, run if, to... what if Brian's no good and, yeah. and Spang is all crazy and they, they want to get rid of you? Can they just hit the button? and? So there, there are protections on both sides, okay. right? And so, you know... It would really, if I wanted to just run off, like I, I'm being held financially responsible, not only to my lease um, for the brick and mortar location, but also to the franchisor. So yeah. mm-hmm. they could come after me financially. Yeah. And this same way, like they, I would have to be breaking the, the the rules and the agreement that we've made in order for them to to push me out. Without, I would assume, you know, lining my pockets, right? Yeah. That might be an, an exception. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and obviously we talked about it earlier. If you're not following the the guidance of the franchisor, they will probably boot you anyway. Yeah. Um, and they have the, the right to step picture. in Correct. and take over yeah, the location. The so. And so mm-hmm. even when I negotiated our lease, it had to be uh, put into the lease that if, if, if I were to be terminated or to die, that they have the right to come in and, and, and take over that lease as well. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so, you number dropped here, and I want to pick back up on it. So you had said seven locations here. Oh, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> so so territory-wise, like, I know you said, hey, it's kind of mapped out, or, or they help us with that, but how broad or how narrow is that territory? Is it, like, for instance, for Spang, is it just Ohio? Is it, hey, you could go into Kentucky, Indiana, neighboring states? Like, how does that necessarily work? Sure. So it's really what is available, Mm-hmm. Right. So um, they Spango will identify the the territories. Right. They look at those demographics and they will say, hey, in the Columbus area, I believe there are nine territories they've identified. If you wanted to come in and buy all nine before they were they before they were purchased, you could do that as long as it was a good match. Right. So it comes mm-hmm. back to being a good match. But mm-hmm. if I wanted to go buy another 10 in California, I'm sure that they would sell them to me um, if, if I wanted to do that. So it's really 
you know, what is available. It really comes down to, though, you know, if somebody wanted – I got approached by um, the, uh, by Spanga because somebody else was wanting to come into Columbus. And there are only two territories that are, are not spoken for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they that's all that they have to choose from at this moment. So it kind of depends on where you, you come into the into the game. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then outside of kind of the territory phrase, or phase, if you will um, – what trajectory do you see yourself on? I know you said right now you're kind of the area developer, but yeah. are you looking for more like a a second step up as far as franchising and having larger regions, or, or how exactly what's what's your growth projection? Do you want to rule the world, or <laughs> <laughs> I think Spain seven. World? <laughs> well, I also have the right to a couple of territories in Portland because okay. I you know have that other business out there. My family's back there. So I think that the nine that I kind of have options for right now are plenty. So that's that's the extent of my rule in the world right now. Gotcha. Right. That we can just go work out wherever I want in those two states. <laughs> there so, you go. All right. So the the listener who's out there is going to think about starting a franchise or becoming a franchisee. What's a bit of advice? Pros and cons. Give me one pro, one con. Sure. A pro is to have a model that you know has a better chance of being successful, right? You've already in, in and in a lot of support. Those to me are like two crucial things. A con is that you, you have to be able to play by their rules and you have to be able to to not try to fight everything. Otherwise, you're just going to be setting yourself up for, for failure. Yeah, I look at that a lot of like condo living. People oh, sure. Yeah. The HOAs. A whole, right. The yeah, HOA. Yeah, absolutely. Everything, once you leave the door, it's their yeah. property. You're only one percentage. <laughs> you're a percentage point of that ownership. So it's their rules that follow. Um, and I agree. I, I think financial analysis is very important too. understand your margins, profit margin and so yeah. forth and, and providing flexibility there. Yeah. Cash flow analysis, too. I mean, you know, of all the deals, all the opportunities we've looked at, you got to know where you can make money and where you can't. So very yeah. important. Absolutely. Well, we're wrapping this up. It was quick. But thank yeah, you, it was thank fast. you for joining Thanks us. Thanks so much and, for having me, guys. Yeah, and yeah, get absolutely. 30 seconds to um, market Spanga. One yeah, more come time. check us out. We're at uh, Hilliard Square. You can find us at Spanga.com, 614-363-2722. We'd love to give you a free session to give us a call. Fantastic. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, you'll tune in again next week. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.